When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is the Asian Madness Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things true crime, morbid, mysterious, and odd from the Asian continent. I am your host, Jessica. Welcome to episode 71 of the Asian Madness Podcast. Once again, thank you for being a listener, and remember, this podcast would not exist without your support. I honestly thought life would kind of go back to normal again since COVID cases started to go down a while ago, but, well, things rarely go as planned. Please do your part and try to keep yourself safe, and of course, others around you. You may hate wearing masks, but it is probably better than being sick. Just my opinion, but oh well. I will also be taking a short break during the month of September. I have some stuff going on, and it'll also give me more time to catch up on some writing. So, on to today's case. This is a case suggestion from Adam in Australia, a long-time listener and a good friend of the show. Thank you, Adam, for all the great case suggestions you've given me over the years. So tell me, have any of you ever felt like life sucks, there's nothing to look forward to, and it's not just the overwhelming sadness that bothers you, but also the overwhelming anger? Maybe not towards a certain someone, but maybe multiple people, or an organization? Or maybe you feel like you've been pushed so hard, there's nowhere to turn to, nothing else to live for. I know that sounds rather dramatic, but in reality, maybe lots of people feel this way, and they all choose to show it in different ways. Some go to therapy and counseling, some take a break and disconnect from everyone, and some might choose to relieve that tension by fighting back. This is the tragic case of a man named Tian Mingjian, and it is known as the Tian Mingjian Incident the Jianguo Gate Incident, or the 920 Incident. I'll explain what that name means in a bit. Let's begin. So a bit of background on the name of this case. Tian Mingjin is the name of the Chinese guy we will be discussing today, and Jianguo Gate is a place. 
There are a lot of so-called city gates around China's capital of Beijing. There are inner gates and outer gates near the city center, and a bunch of other gates that are on the outer parts of Beijing. Jianguo Gate is basically a district, so it's pretty busy and considered in the center of the city. Okay, now that you have a possibly vague idea of what this is, we can start now from the very beginning. So we will be discussing a man named Tian Mingjin, and I believe many of you have probably never heard of this guy unless you spend an unhealthy amount of time looking up weird things, or you're Chinese. Tian Mingjin, whom I will refer to as Tian from now on, was born on a dark and stormy night on September twentieth, nineteen sixty-four, in the countryside of the province of Henan. I believe China was not doing that well back in the sixties. The Cultural Revolution started in 1966, lasted 10 years, tons of people dying, and all-around terrible living conditions, mostly in rural places, like it is in many small towns or rural places around the world, and especially back in the old days. It was difficult to get out of whatever living conditions you were born into. It was basically born to a farmer, become a farmer. In a sense, life was simple and predictable, but what if this isn't the life you want? It's probably easier nowadays to get out of a town you don't really love if you want to go to college or start a life elsewhere. There are lots of ways to make it, lots of resources for us, especially online, but definitely not back in those days. I wasn't able to find too much information on Tian's upbringing. But I will tell you what I have. Tian probably had a pretty normal upbringing as a child from rural China. Helped around at home, possibly went to school, but maybe didn't stay long, and maybe even had a job of his own as a teenager. Tian, however, wasn't interested in this life he had going on. He really wanted to have a different life, and how different I really couldn't say. But I guess he just wasn't content living the rest of his life like this. It's almost like he could see how the rest of his life would play out, even at a young age. There's stability in that, but it can also be a bit boring and not very motivating. At that time in China, one way to get out of your situation was to join the military, and that's what he did. He joined when he was around 17 years old, and that's the first time he came in contact with weapons such as guns. He was sent off to training, and it was said that he stood out among his peers almost immediately. While most young men were very excited about this new experience, Tian was supposedly very cool, calm, and collected, kind of in a strange way. He saw weapons not as things, but almost as people. You hear people who are very passionate about certain items, and they might say they can feel the life in these things. Almost like these inanimate objects are their friends, like they can talk to you. That's basically how he felt about any gun he came in contact with. Not sure if he was attached to any weapon in particular, though. Sure, some of his teammates thought it was weird and they made jokes about it, but nothing mean-spirited or harmful. After a series of training, it was time for the newcomers to show how much they've learned. With some target shooting assessments, this took place around March of 1981. Everyone had ten rounds, and of course, the objective was to hit the target center, as in 
the bullseye. After ten shots were fired, Tian's supervisor took a glance at the target and saw that only one hole was in the center, right through the bullseye. He was skeptical, thinking, hmm, this guy got one excellent shot but missed everything else. So it had to be pure coincidence, right? Beginner's luck? How do you miss nine and get one perfect shot anyway? So the supervisor ordered Tian to try again with ten more bullets, determined to find out if it really was just beginner's luck. After ten rounds, the target looked exactly the same as before. Tian's supervisor came to the initial conclusion that this guy was horrible at shooting, and that one shot through the center was pure luck. He basically shouted at Tian, called him nasty names, as one does, and proceeded to check the target. He got real close and squinted. To both his horror and surprise, he realized that Tian didn't actually miss the target at all. In fact, he got a clean shot through the bullseye in this first shot, and the rest? They all went through the initial hole he shot through. In other words, he was highly skilled, a gun genius, and quite simply, very good at shooting targets. I do realize this story sounds somewhat far-fetched, almost like one of those myths you hear about some random god discovering his powers for the very first time. All I can say is, I wasn't there, you weren't there, and aside from these accounts I read, I have no reason to say otherwise. Military training went well for Tian, to say the least. A full military term lasts four years, and if you were unable to rise in rank during those four years, you were then automatically discharged. I guess it just meant you weren't good enough. You didn't kiss the right person's ass, or you just didn't know the right person. Also, I'm sure there wasn't a shortage of people trying to make it as a military officer. Tian had the skills for this job. He also had the right attitude. And naturally, he rose quickly in ranks and was even sent to a prestigious military academy for further training. After graduating from the academy, he received the title of first lieutenant in a district in the capital city, Beijing. Tian was also said to have been one of the most skilled shooters the Chinese military has ever come across, and some of his supposed skills include the ability to fire two guns with both hands at the same time and hit his targets change his gun clip with one hand quickly, and other seemingly impressive borderline stunt things. I'm sure you can tell by now that I'm not exactly the most knowledgeable person when it comes to guns, but I tried. It's quite a fascinating and uplifting story thus so far, don't you think? Not really a rags to riches kind of story, but a rags and nothing to not rags and important skillful guy kind of story. At this point, the story should be inspiring, and it is. Not only was he highly respected in his field, he was still quite young, and was also married and the couple had a daughter. He had everything going for him, but obviously something happened or else we wouldn't be talking about him on a podcast. So, what went wrong? Two things happened later on that changed Tian's attitude towards his life and one of them is extremely tragic, if true. Let's start with the first incident, the less tragic one. So it's probably not surprising to hear that sometimes, 
Officials or people in higher positions tend to accept little gifts and tokens of gratitude here and there in return for favors. Politicians do it, CEOs do it, and of course, higher-ranking military officers. In one instance, a lower-ranking officer came to Tian for a little favor, and of course, with a gift. For whatever reason, though, Tian had denied this person's gift and favor, which angered the man. He then decided to expose Tian for his previous bribes, and although it's probably something a ton of people did, it was not something that looked good when exposed. If you're going to break the law, don't get caught kind of thing. Kind of fucked up, but it is what it is. Once Tian's supervisor heard of the complaint, Tian was swiftly demoted and then denied any possibility of climbing the ranks for a good time. In another similar incident, a lower-ranking officer had come to Tian asking for permission to take time off, but was rejected. This soldier got mad, accused Tian of favoring certain people and disliking him, and then things kind of got out of hand. The two men got into a physical fight, and although it was rumored that the soldier started it, Tian was still held responsible for it because he was a higher-ranking member and it was strictly forbidden to use any type of violence or force on others in the military. Despite Tian's pleas and explanations, he was forced to take leave, and was even told he should mentally prepare to go back to his hometown and become a farmer. Must be frustrating, dedicating so many years of your life to something, being good at it, and then possibly have it all taken away because of a fight. Violence is obviously not cool, and military men should be expected to have their actions and emotions in check, since they're usually wielding powerful weapons. If these people can just go off and lose their temper like this, it could be bad news for everyone else. As for incident number two, it's pretty bad. Now, as a warning, it involves abortion, so please skip forward a bit if this is triggering for you. As I've mentioned countless times in previous episodes, China used to heavily favor baby boys over baby girls, especially in rural settings because they are seen as helpful when it comes to heavy labor. Boys can also carry on the family name, which is seen as something super important. Yeah, I know, traditions sometimes don't really make sense, and maybe this is how you feel, and to each their own. Nowadays, though, boys are still probably favored, but I don't think they're favored as much as they were back then. Another thing to remember, Tian and his wife had a daughter. You bet your ass he really wanted a son, though, and I strongly believe it was due to the whole rural family values and tradition thing. What is the problem, then? Well, the one-child policy was still a thing back then, as in, in the 80s and 90s, and as a member of the government and military, he really couldn't go against the law. That would look bad. And if these people weren't setting a good example, how do you expect others to follow? But at the same time, you would think that being involved with the government and military could give you perks. But that wasn't going to work as Tian's father allegedly had an unpleasant encounter with the family planning supervisor in their village. Regardless, though, Tian's wife once again got pregnant around the year 1994. She was sent back to the rural village while she was pregnant, probably so she'd literally have a village to help her while pregnant, and also to avoid government detection. 
since Tian was already on the radar for his conduct and probably on the brink of termination. He had quite a few people looking into him, and surprise, surprise, they discovered his wife's pregnancy. The authorities immediately notified the family planning unit in their village, and Tian's wife was taken away. She was forced to have an abortion at seven months, and due to various complications during the procedure, both his wife and unborn child died. The unborn child was a boy. These two incidents together probably brewed up the perfect storm. Mind you, though, some say that this abortion story never happened, and that family planning and the one-child policy wasn't even that strict in rural areas. These people insist that this abortion story was cooked up by certain people to make China look bad, which, again, it's possible. I've definitely heard of and known local Chinese people my age or older with siblings, so obviously it's not impossible to have more than one kid. But just because the family planning thing wasn't super strictly enforced, it doesn't mean that it couldn't have happened. For one thing, Tian was going through a rough spot and maybe some people didn't like him. Maybe some people had it out for him, and being someone with a higher rank, it was entirely possible they wanted to enforce these things onto him and his family. I hate that there's so much contradiction and speculation surrounding this case, and I do apologize. But what happens next is definitely true, and because of what happens next, you will probably tend to believe that the abortion thing could have happened. Sometimes it takes a couple terrible life events to push someone over the edge. On September 19, 1994, a day before Tian's 30th birthday, he approached a firearm storage facility worker and took the keys in order to gain access to firearms. He took a Type 81 assault rifle and plenty of ammo and was on his merry way. Before leaving, though, he went up to some of his friends in the unit and basically gave them a warning. If they heard his command to lay low the next day during their daily training routine, they should definitely lay low. I don't know how these people reacted, but I can't imagine not interpreting this as a warning of something big. Maybe they thought it was a joke, or maybe they thought it was a new kind of training. Either way, no one reported this and the day went on. On the following day, September 20th, which was the day he turned 30, all hell broke loose. At around 7 a.m. during their routine exercise in the area in Beijing, Tian yelled out, Lay low! Some people instantly dropped to the ground. Tian armed his rifle and began to shoot anyone and everyone in sight, immediately injuring and killing various of his teammates and superiors. It was pure chaos, as you would imagine. And after he shot plenty of people, he ran out of the military compound. Tian did not have any access to vehicles, so he ran onto the streets and got on the 212 bus, pretty much hijacking the bus. He ordered the bus driver to drive towards Tiananmen Square, and the bus driver, of course, changed his course. When the bus approached Jingguo Gate, though, the bus driver purposefully drove the bus into a tree to cause an accident. When he tried to flee the scene, though, Tian shot him in the back and killed him. By this time, every military unit and police unit in the vicinity had received word on what was going on, and they all hurried over to the scene in order to stop Tian from killing more people. 
Tam was clearly on a suicide mission. He didn't care about anything or anyone, and certainly didn't care about himself. I guess this is what it feels like when someone just snaps. Tian was eventually surrounded from all sides by police and military, and it was an intense situation. Many civilians were shot, another bus caught on fire, and the passengers were caught in the crossfire as well. An Iranian diplomat named Yusuf Mohammadi Pishknari and his nine-year-old son were also killed during the crossfire. As you can imagine, people were running away from the scene. Dead and injured people lay everywhere. Things were on fire, and Tian was still emptying out his rifle. He was a skilled military man. He knew the tricks. He knew how to move in a way that could help shield him. He knew how to dodge. And most importantly, he knew how to kill. Tian quickly made his way to the diplomatic residence compound, which is basically a general area where many embassies and diplomat residencies are located in Beijing, including the Canadian embassy, the German embassy, and the Madagascar embassy, to name a few. Some say he was injured at this point when he got to this district, and once he was cornered, he was swiftly shot dead. This nightmare was finally over. It is still debated how Tian died, though. Some say he was shot dead by a sniper. Some say when he realized he was running out of bullets, he turned the gun on himself. Like I said, though, Tian knew what would happen to him, and it was indeed a suicide mission. Except he tried to take down as many people as he could with him. At least 24 people died that day, and maybe up to 100 more were injured. This was a very busy area. Lots of embassies, which means lots of police officers on duty, lots of foreign officials going to work, and also many others who were passing through on their way to work or school. The first news source that caught on to what was happening was a Canadian agency, and as soon as the Chinese news agency caught wind of the situation, they immediately set up parameters forbidding anyone from reporting or entering the immediate area. As you can imagine, with this information and reporting gap, rumors and misinformation were flying around left and right. Some began to say that all this happened because Tian's wife was forced to have an abortion. Some say he just lost it. Some say it was because Tian was on the brink of losing his career. Some people from the military stated that before his life was falling apart, he was actually real close to a promotion. But because of the incident with the lower-ranking officer and the bribe situation, he decided to take matters into his own hands. Regardless of what the reason was, none of it really excuses his random acts of violence, especially when civilians and children died from it. This Jianguo Gate incident really forced the military to take a good, hard look at themselves. Because brushing this aside as a one-off isn't going to cut it. Something must have happened somewhere along the way, and maybe it was possible that all this could have been prevented. I don't doubt that there is a lot of internal politics, bullying, and favoritism and whatnot going on. So if it could happen to one person, it could definitely happen again. The vice chairman of the Central Military Commission, Zhang Zhen, decided to lead an internal investigation into this, and he definitely had some thoughts. But... Too little, too late. Vice Chairman Zhang Zhen realized and stated that there seemed to be numerous problems involving the CCP party involvement, 
appointment of officials, ideology education, training, etc. I mean, obviously, and that goes for basically many large corporations or entities. One major thing that tends to exist in these traditional lines of work is the whole bureaucracy system. You know, the whole I'm higher ranking and older so you have to take whatever shit I throw your way. Respect me because I demand it. It was also not uncommon to see people get physically abused by their superiors, despite this being illegal. Zhang stated that a series of events must have caused resentment to build up in Tian's situation. I agree with him, but at the same time, we are also supposed to be in control of our own actions. I can't say we necessarily can control how we feel, but what we do with it is something else. Zhang also apologized for this incident, stating that it was their job to make sure everything and everyone was functioning properly, and they would try to understand what happened, hold people accountable, and make sure something like this never happened again. It's good intentions for sure, but I also wouldn't blame you if you felt like this was all talk. The Central Military Commission, or CMC, with the approval and support of the then CCP chairman, Jiang Zeming, vowed to start their work with the internal training and ideologies. Supposedly, this would come before any other type of combat or military training. I guess it makes sense in a way, as in it's probably very important to strengthen people's minds and emotional well-being before handing them guns and weapons of mass destruction. I bet everyone else would feel a hundred times safer too. Just to add, several senior officers were punished or demoted because of this incident, mainly because they were supposed to be able to catch something like this. Instead, things got way out of hand and one of their most skilled fighters suddenly went rogue, which definitely makes them look bad. Also, the military team at the compound where the shooting began could very well have tried to stop him from leaving the premises. If they acted promptly and tried to shut down the premises, he wouldn't have been able to get away and kill so many more people. How do you feel about all this? Do you feel like this could have all been prevented? Do you think it's possible for them to work towards a better training method and better work environment? I know many people are not fans of the CCP, and it is absolutely normal to feel doubtful when it comes to making promises like this. Military groups all over the world probably have similar problems as well. How many times have we heard of military officers committing suicide? because of bullying, or getting targeted for being different, or maybe even torturing their prisoners. I definitely believe that psychological evaluations are essential to anyone joining the military. If these people could have access to military-grade weapons, who knows what could happen during a stupid argument or a mild disagreement. So there you have it the tragic incident that will forever be remembered as the Jianguo Gate incident, the 920 incident in China, or the Tianmingjian incident. Some believe that despite Tian killing and injuring all those people, he himself was also a victim in all this. If the stories regarding his wife and unborn child were true, it's probably a lot easier to feel some sympathy for him. But then again, those people that he killed were not the ones responsible for his life falling apart.
whether it's him losing his job or his wife dying. Those that you'd consider responsible actually got away with it. Would you feel better if he only targeted those that intentionally tried to sabotage his life? Some others say Tian was emotionally unstable, and that he did commit a crime by accepting bribes, but was unable to come to terms with getting punished for it. Sometimes others commit crimes and they don't get caught, but when you do it, somehow you get caught and you're punished. I understand how that might seem unfair, but dude, come on, you're still in the wrong. Just because others aren't caught today doesn't mean they won't get exposed tomorrow or even later on. Tian fired over 200 rounds that day, on his birthday, and coincidentally, on his death day. I don't know how he felt when he was dying. Maybe he felt relief, maybe he felt regret, or maybe even more anger. That's something we will never know. Thank you all again for tuning in to the Asian Madness Podcast. Remember, I will be taking a break, and I'll be back in October with more crazy stories involving Asian people. In the meantime, reach out to me on social media or send me case suggestions to my email. Be well, stay safe, and be kind. Till next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Asian Madness Podcast. If you enjoyed my content, please rate and review me on iTunes. If you would like to get in touch with me, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or email me at asianmadnesspod at gmail.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.